Paleo Runner podcast is devoted to finding better ways to live, run, train, and eat. I'm your host, Aaron Olson. You can find more information by going to paleorunner.org. You can also follow me on facebook.com slash runpaleo or on Twitter at runpaleo. Email feedback to Aaron at paleorunner.org. I wanted to take a minute to tell you about a product I've been using called 3Fuel. 3Fuel is a sports drink that gives you sustained energy throughout your workout. It gives you fat, protein, and carbohydrates. To get 10% off, use the coupon code 3FOLSON. Go to paleorunner.org and click 3Fuel at the top of the page. If you're listening on the podcast app for iPhone or iPad, click the link displayed on the app right now. My guest today is Katie Strohshine. Katie just recently completed the Boston Marathon in a time of 3.11. Katie, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's so exciting to talk to you. Tell me a little bit about how you got to that point of actually qualifying for the Boston Marathon and running such a great time of 3.11. Where, how did you get started running? Um, I just took it up as uh, just, you know, something else to set your mind off of besides work and setting goals, you know, for your career. I wanted to set, you know, a personal health goal um, and just kind of fell into it. And naturally, um, it's always fun to see improvement. So the more I improved, the more I wanted to run. And uh, it was 2012, two years ago, that I truly, you know, started training properly, and that qualified me um, here in the Charlotte, North Carolina race uh, for the Boston Marathon. Um, and in the last 12 months is when I truly started incorporating more diet regimen and uh, specific training tactics with my running um, that really improved me and shaved off, you know, over a half hour um, from 2012 to 2014. Oh, wow. That's an incredible, that's just an incredible accomplishment to shave off so much time. You know, you emailed me a few months ago or probably six months ago and kind of asked me how to get started with the paleo diet and if that would work with running. What, what made you decide to change your diet and to start thinking about more about quality of foods and things like that? Well, I feel like as we age, you know, it's not like what it was when we were in our teens and even throughout the college years, you can get away with so much of uh, slacking in your diet and it impacts everything. And originally for me, I was suffering from like headaches and lack of sleep. Um, I just wasn't feeling 100% and I genuine, genuinely have always, you know, had a lot of energy and positive attitude and energy. But as I got older, my mid-20s, it, it was slacking. So you know, I kind of jumped on the fad bandwagon of all the national diets and, you know, I've tried everything and the paleo really intrigued me because it's just natural and I've always believed in less processed food. You just don't know, you know, what's these people are manufacturers are putting in, in the products. So I just started eating incredibly clean, but I wanted to reach out to you because I didn't know if like my muscles were going to break down or how I would react when I'm running, you know, 40, 50 miles a week. Right, right. So what kind of things, I mean, you said that um, when I talked to you, you do a, something like a 70-30 type of paleo diet where most of the time you're trying to eat clean. What kind of foods did you have to cut out and what kind of foods are you eating now that you're eating more clean? Um, that's a good question. I um, I believe everything in moderation. I'm a very socialite and, you know, I believe, you know, you only live once, so you want to enjoy the finer things and indulge from time to time. When you're so hard, you deserve, you know, a piece of chocolate cake or a glass of wine. So um, I originally went to see a doctor because of my headaches and lack of energy. And I originally switched from just your normal diet of, you know, you think you're eating healthy with whole wheat products, um, you know, tortillas, eggs, 
um, you know, chips that are all natural marketed. And she told me to cut out gluten. So I started doing the gluten free um, a year and a half ago. And that's when my energy drastically improved. And then I decided to take it the next step to paleo. So I ended up cutting out um, all wheat products completely. Um, Even like rice and peanuts and, you know, all those other extras and just truly stuck with fruits and vegetables, lots of eggs, coconut oil, you know, these products. So uh, did you see an improvement in your headaches right away going gluten-free or was it once you went to the more paleo style that it happened? Um, for me, it was it was the gluten-free um, was truly what got rid of my headaches. But switching to paleo and taking that extra step, like my energy and sleep, I mean, I sleep like a rock for eight hours and I have since I switched. And, you know, on the cheat days or, you know, the weekends when you've got friends in town, you don't want to be the weird one that, you know, orders like a salad, no dressing, no anything. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'll eat like a pizza or, you know, just to be socially normal. Um, I can totally tell how horrible I sleep and feel the next morning. Yeah. Yeah, that's a common theme for people who come on the show. I mean, even things just like sleep, like you mentioned, and energy levels tend to go up once they start following a cleaner diet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to talk a little bit about how you made such an improvement from your marathon times. You mentioned that your first marathon you ran in about five hours, and that was in 2007. Kind of bring me through that transition of how you went from five hours to now running three hours and 11 minutes. Um, it was truly education, and you know, a lot of it was just knowledge and and knowing your body. And the cool thing that I, I love about running and about paleo and diet and health in general is it's different for every single person. Um, so for me, it was testing and trying different things that worked for me that don't necessarily work for other runners. And you know, the running community, everyone has an opinion on something. So I I, I typically don't share what I do. Um, Because it might not necessarily work for the next runner. Um, But to shave off that time, specifically in the last 12 months, um, I went from running like a average eight to an eight and a half minute pace to a sub seven, like a 650 to 20. And in the Boston Marathon, I I felt phenomenal doing a 720 average pace. I actually did a progressive run through the marathon. My my best 10K was the last 10K of the race. Wow. I did a 6.50 last 10K, and I started at a 7.20 um, at mile one. So um, the progressive running pattern is something that I've really taken to and liked for me specifically in training. And then just really focusing on, like, your three core runs a week. Um, for Boston, for me, I ran six times a week. And I, but I mainly focused on the three main runs, the speed work interval, um, the tempo and the long runs. And, um, just really try to focus on improving every time I did those. And then every other run was just an easy, enjoying the weather, enjoying life, enjoying progress. Mm -hmm. So you said you started to add in those tempo runs and those intervals. Um, what kind of what kind of paces and, and distances are you running? Like, say, a tempo run uh, versus a long run. What's the difference there for you? Um, I, I, I truly just started changing or learning about those in the last three months, and that's when I saw the most improvement. Okay. Um, kind of an unorthodox runner in that sense of not doing knowing that before. Um, but the interval runs, I do like a, an 8 by 800. So I would warm up doing like two miles and then – you know, really push it for a half a mile, cool down for a quarter mile, push it for a half a mile, and kind of switched, uh, 
you know, did like a 645 pace for speed work and then jogged like at an eight minute pace in between um, and then did a cool down. My tempo runs, I typically, you know, you increase as you're doing your 16 week or however, however long training program uh, tempos. I typically stayed between six and 10 miles, um, but I would tempo like three fourths of that mileage. Okay. And then are your long runs done at marathon pace or are those at an easier pace? I thought they were. I originally, you know, you try to go out and run the best you can and pee, you know, I just would try to run the best I could. And um, I actually got a, a running coach here in Charlotte that said, you never want to run your marathon pace during the long runs. It's more time on your feet and, you know, just building up that endurance. But I would always run at a pace that I could talk to someone comfortably um, for the last five months I've been doing that. Okay. Wow, that's great. That, it's really exciting to hear how just uh, small changes in your training um, can make a big difference. How is, it, how is it done with your fatigue levels? Do you feel like since you've been doing the intervals and, and tempo runs, are you more exhausted during the week or do you have the same energy levels? Uh, the, the hardest day is the speed work um, just because you are pushing it at a pace that is not typical. So, you know, it's draining and I always try to hydrate the best I can. I do a lot of coconut water and stuff like that on those days. Mm -hmm. Um, but come to find out on my long run days, you know, you're doing 16 to 20 miles and it can be such a mental game. And when I finish those runs, I'm not even tired. I feel like I keep going. And I think that's from the speed work and the tempo for sure. Mm -hmm. And, um, Mm -hmm. you mentioned, uh, to me that you don't necessarily follow paleo, you know, per se, right before your workouts and then after you know you're you're usually feeling with like a protein shake or some power bars what are some of those foods that that you use you know before your workouts to really feel yourself and kind of just throw paleo out, out the window and just do what works for you you know it's kind of what's accessible too like at the um the athletics village prior to starting the boston marathon it's tents full of these vendors that you know sponsor the race so all you have are power bars and gatorade you know mm-hmm. um and i i couldn't really with security and stuff you can't really bring anything you know i brought a banana um so i will you know i'll do a power bar i think those are great you know just lots of sugar um and i'll do the goose throughout the race so i don't really know what else you could do mm-hmm. but protein shakes and recovery um, i typically do vegan protein at least with like almond milk and spinach and blueberries. Um, I'm huge on tart cherry juice as a recovery drink because it's super um, inflammatory. Anti inflammatory. <laughs> yeah. um, right. Okay. Yes, yes. Nice, nice. So, how many miles a week are you putting in to, uh, prior to Boston? Um, my peak was I did 60 one week and actually ended up getting a. a, a calf tendonitis. I saw a PT and he actually was like, you're, you're pushing it more than you want to. Mm-hmm. Ironically, that week I had competed in a half marathon in, at Wrightsville Beach here in North Carolina and then turned around that same week and did a 22 miler. So um, again, it's just knowing your body for me comfortably 40 to 50 miles a week. Mm-hmm. You sacrifice a lot socially, um, but it was doable. Any more than that, clearly my body was breaking down. Right, right. And were there any uh, parts of the paleo diet, things like, uh, say, adding in some of those healthy fats like coconut oil that were hard for you when you first started? 
I love avocados. So every smoothie I make, I do like half an avocado in. Okay. Um, so that's like my main source of fats and then lots of almonds. Mm-hmm. Love almonds. And then if I'm going to do eggs or any type of sauteed vegetables, like cooking for dinner, I'll, you know, use the coconut oil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And do you, do you find that you need to carb up before like a long run or something like that? Like have a sweet potato or something? Or what do you do before those uh, races? Or not races, yeah. but training runs? Yeah, ironically, my lucky charm the night before is a chicken breast, a sweet potato, and a glass of Prosecco, which probably isn't what I'm supposed to have. But, um, and that's what I did the night before Boston, um, you know, while everyone else was carb loading with the whole wheat pasta dinner at the expo. I was at home in the hotel eating a sweet potato and a chicken breast. So it works for me, and I feel like that's more than enough carbs, um, you know, and two nights before I do try to do more carbs throughout the day, Mm -hmm. but I never want to feel heavy when I run. I prefer to feel, you know, light, like I'm flying. So, yeah. Yeah. So do you have any tips for people out there who are listening, who, you know, see your success and and how far you've come and how to start incorporating some of those faster runs into their program? Was it, was it difficult to start doing the tempo runs and intervals right away where you saw at first? How did that go? Um, I actually enjoyed it because it was variety. You know, you go out and hit the pavement every day. It gets kind of, you know, tedious and repetitive. So when I, you know, when my coach told me to start doing these things and then a different, you know, increasing them every week, like more mileage, but you know, the, the, the intervals and the tempos, I actually liked it because it gave me variety and something different to look forward to. Um, and I just really focused more on using the stick and stretching and icing, those specific days. So my recovery actually, if anything, like my muscles just really, I can, I can tell physically how much, you know, larger my cab muscles got from that and how strong my quads are from it. So I really don't think I would have performed how I had without those runs. Mm-hmm. And how about uh, transitioning to a cleaner diet, maybe a paleo style diet? Um, mm-hmm. Were there any problems that you had? Like you said, you know, you, you're, you go out with a lot of people for dinner and things like that. Um, as far as explaining what you were doing, um, uh-huh. is, do you have any tips for people that want to try a cleaner diet like this? Yeah, it's all about food prep and it's, you know, setting aside like a Sunday night to prep for the week. Cause I'm on the go, you know, I sell real estate for the living. I'm in my car. I'm always on the go. So it's having stuff readily available, um, snacks. I, I typically snack always every three hours. I'm putting something in my mouth. Um, that's healthy. So it's just, and it's not, you know, getting the processed paleo bars either. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, having an apple in my car, nuts in my car. And then as far as dinners and stuff, I think now restaurants are starting to realize, I mean, there's healthy options out there. So I, you know, I'll order from the menu and just try to tweak it and modify it as best I can without looking like a complete freak. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And let's talk a little bit more about Boston. What was that like? That, that was your first time at Boston. Uh, what was that experience like? Tell me, tell us what it was like. It was so overwhelming and, and the crowd and the energy. The city, it was my first time there. It's just got this aura of, you know, sophistication. And it was just such a privilege. You know, it's It was fun to be in the norm with all these elite runners versus, you know, you're not always in the norm as a runner. So mm-hmm. it was just kind of like this underlying presence of all these people there that were in the best shape of their lives. Um, and especially with the, the city coming back from the bombings last year, there's just 
you know, a, a tidal wave of support. Um, and the court, it was a beautiful 60 degree sunny day, no wind, um, mainly flat downhill course. Heartbreak Hill, which is like this big hill at mile 20, it wasn't, it wasn't as bad as what I think they tried to make it worse and you get there. It's not so bad, um, but the crowd support kept you going and I was really, really happy with my run. At no point did I feel hurt or tired and I, it was a progressive run. I finished stronger than when I started. Mm-hmm. So what do you have next on your radar? Are you training for anything else? Are you going to take some time off? Um, I'm taking today off. I'm permanent, permanently sitting. Um, I want to do, I want to compete nationally with half marathons. That's kind of my jam. And I've realized as a runner, you have to figure out, you know, what race is for you. And I think, you know, training for a half is a lot more doable for me to incorporate the rest of the things I enjoy in my life, Mm -hmm. like work and friendships and going out and having fun. So um, I'm definitely going to go back to Boston. It qualified me for 2015, so that's going to be my one marathon a year. And then I'm just going to go around and travel and do half marathons throughout the country. Great. Well, Katie, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Congrats on your – was that a PR at Boston? It was a PR at Boston. Yeah, congrats on that, and thanks so much for being part of the show. Great. Thanks for having me, Aaron. If you like podcasts, you're also going to like audible.com. There's over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Kindle, Android, or MP3 player. Go to paleorunner.org and click Audible at the top of the page to get your free audiobook download. If you're listening to this on the podcast app for iPhone or iPad, click the link displayed on the app right now. 